climate change is wreaking havoc on the global insurance market. That's the takeaway from a piece in Grist that points out natural disasters now cost the U.S. insurance industry $100 billion a year. Lois Parshley wrote about the trends in the first of a four-part series for Grist. Hi, Lois. Welcome to ClimateCast. Hello. Thank you for having me. So you open your piece in Grist with how Hurricane Andrew in 1992 radically changed how the insurance industry handles catastrophes. What happened there? When Hurricane Andrew hit Florida, most insurance companies were assessing their risk using pretty crude formulas rather than actually tracking how much it costs to replace property. But after Hurricane Andrew cost the industry $15 billion, companies saw just how important it was to be able to more accurately predict risk from natural disasters. In hindsight, it was the beginning of the dynamic that's now driving insurance markets. So as you lay out in your piece, we know insurance is the safety net for individuals and property owners. Reinsurance is kind of the safety net for insurance companies. And that reinsurance safety net is breaking down. Can you tell us what's happening there? Well, as extreme weather events happen more frequently and become more costly, that's raised the prices of reinsurance, which in turn encourages insurance companies to increase their rates for consumers. And some companies are now even pulling back from risky states. So as all these prices go up, more and more people are not able to afford insurance. And of course, that's a problem for homeowners if, say, a wildfire burns through their neighborhood. But it's also a problem for the general market because prices are driven even higher as the number of people paying premiums and sharing risks shrinks. This jumped out at me in your piece. Uh, Insured losses from extreme weather disasters in the U.S. now routinely approach $100 billion a year. We've been seeing that in the NOAA data. That compares with $4.6 billion in 2000, so the average homeowner premium has spiked 21% since 2015. Who will be most impacted by these trends as you see it? Ultimately, everyone. This year, the U.S. Treasury Department directly warned about the risks the insurance industry may pose to the overall financial sector. And I see that companies have pulled out of Florida and California entirely because of the hurricane and wildfire risk. What options will be left for consumers there? So insurance is regulated on a state-by-state basis. But generally, many homeowners have mortgages that require them to buy insurance policies. In places where private insurers are fleeing the market, some states, let's use Florida as an example, have insurers of last resort, which are government-backed programs that serve otherwise uninsurable populations. These policies tend to be less comprehensive than private insurance, but they're really growing. Even these last resort policies can be very expensive, but again, every state handles this a little differently. What we can say nationwide is that these last resort programs have helped conceal the extent of the insurance crisis. A recent report from nonprofit First Street Foundation estimates that 39 million homes in the U.S. are covered at prices artificially lower than their true risk. And so we've seen the states intervening. Uh, You mentioned Florida. I think their program is called Citizens Insurance. Is that happening in other states or is the federal government taking action? The federal government has yet to develop a national adaptation plan that comprehensively addresses these concerns. Every state has slightly different issues and has taken a slightly different approach. 
But the experts I talked to said that we really need a centralized national climate program that can help guide these kinds of adaptations and regulatory policies and that help homeowners understand their specific risks. Lois Parshley with Gris, thanks for talking to us today about your work on ClimateCast. Thank you so much for having me. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.